0: awesome. Well, I'm uh we're back at it here at our, our uh Centro Studios. <laughs> and uh I can't wait to uh uh see you guys in person. Um but some of you I may never ever see you in person, and you're always going to be online with us and uh, I'm grateful for that too. I'm grateful for the opportunity to preach God's word. Um it looks like um, our governor is kind of uh, lifting some of the restrictions, and uh, uh, and so we'll 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 uh, let everyone know when we're going to meet up again. And uh, it, it looks like it's um, uh, it's coming it's coming sooner than later. And I'm I'm excited to uh, to be a part of uh, uh, Central Church, and I'm I'm excited to be able to preach. Um, but I do miss having interaction with people. And uh, being able to point at people and point at the guy in the front row and tease him, and uh, but this new experience of online has also been a tremendous blessing for us. And I'm grateful for those of you who are watching online, and um, and will continue to watch online. And uh, it's my family that lives uh, out of town can can catch our services, and people who have moved away can watch our services. And I think that's a uh, yeah, I think that's super cool, and, and what an opportunity to do that. And our metrics are high as far as who, who's, uh, the people that are watching, uh, and uh, we're very grateful for that. All right, so we believe that God is still in control. Uh, last week, uh, we talked about how the, the Jesus is our, our bodyguard. We talked about how uh, the, the power that God has to, to save us. He also has the power to to keep us, and uh, and that's a be- that's a that's a beautiful thing to to know and to understand and to receive. Uh, and as Christians, we're living in in a unique time. It's uh, it's between Christ's first coming and His second coming. Uh, so we're we're born again, and we have this this hope and uh, understanding of a resurrection, and uh, we also have a hope and understanding that Jesus is going to come back. And uh, he's going to rescue us, um, and he's going to take us into heaven with us. And that's also uh, super exciting. So I want to kind of finish uh, the first chapter of uh, Peter, uh, 1 Peter, starting at verse 13. So if you have your Bible, uh, virtual or a a page Bible like I read here, uh, uh, I would love for you to open that Bible. And we'll be at uh, 1 Peter uh, chapter 13 I mean, chapter 1, verse 13. We'll kind of just walk through the rest of this chapter. We'll look at some verses, and, um, and we'll see what, what the Lord has for us, right? Therefore, uh, verse 13, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the, on, the, on, on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So he says, Therefore, prepare your minds for action. And the, and the old version that I, I started reading, it says, grid up your loins. I don't even know what that means. I had to look that up, Grit your loins. It's basically, in that time, they, would get, they had these long robes, and they would have to pull the rope up and tie it up so they, could, so they can go to war or to, to, for a jog or something. I don't know. People didn't jog back then. But you'd have to get your robe and pull it up. And, it says, and that's, what that, that, that's where that idea comes from, uh, Preparing your minds for action, being sober-minded. You know, uh, I guess a couple years ago, I was driving down Tyler Street here in Dallas. And I, and I was driving down uh, Jefferson, and I was going to turn on Tyler Street. And, um, and as I was, I was on my motorcycle, and as I was turning, um, the young lady that was coming, I had an arrow. I was stopped. I've been that road, that road, and that intersection many, 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 many times. Uh, the arrow. Uh, I had the green light arrow, so I started turning, and I saw the lady coming and slowing down and slowing down. But I noticed that she didn't really, she didn't, she wasn't going to stop, and I thought she was going to stop. And right before she hit me, I dropped my bike, and she slammed on the brakes. And she just, just was very close of hitting me. And um, of course, you know, I got, you know, adrenaline was up, and I scraped my elbow, my leg was, you know, bleeding, whatever. I had adrenaline. Some young cat came from somewhere out, out around the corner. He drove a, a motorcycle. He helped me pick my bike up. And we turned, and the lady was gone. And, um, and she, but before I picked my bike up, I told her, You ran the light. She goes, No, I didn't. I said, You ran the light. And she goes, No, I didn't. You were too busy texting. You know, I had that adrenaline pumping, you know. So it mean very nice. And she drove off. And because she wasn't um, sober minded, she was uh, distracted with texting and driving. And so that happens with a lot of us. We get distracted and and we lose our, our minds because we're focusing on things we shouldn't be focusing on. We're texting instead of driving, or we're not paying attention to a sermon, or, or whatever. And it says, therefore, preparing your minds for action, being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So this place is a future place where Jesus is coming back. This revelation is a new is a revelation where Jesus is coming back. We we know him here, but we also will get to know him in a deeper and it takes faith. To, you put your faith in Jesus here, but once once he comes back or once you die and you see him face to face, there's no more faith. You see him. And so, it says, "Be sober-minded." So, don't get drunk, don't get high. You know, that those things distract you. They distract you, Getting high getting getting drunk, Distract you. You, you know you've seen that that drunk guy and you're thinking well what's he thinking well he's not he's drunk and uh, sometimes you we laugh at them, but a lot of most of the time it's not funny and so um, what happens is that we get distracted, we lose uh, we have lost dreams and lost visions we have uh, generational questioning, you know, where you're, you're just, just all these things happen. But, but you and I know, for those of you who have, had, have a relationship with Jesus, you and I know that when you give your life to Christ, things change and you enter this new place where you have joy and you have hope and you have peace to walk through uh, pandemics or trials or any, any situation. You have this peace and understanding that God is with you. And and it's a beautiful thing now, that now that you call yourself a Christian, you're like, hey, I have this hope, I have this. And he's saying, but 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 don't get distracted, don't text and drive. You know, we're called to do something. We're called to have be sober-minded. Dallas Willard said this is really interesting. He says feelings are are, are good servants, but disastrous masters. Like we could have a feeling, you know, a good feeling is like or like. Man, when i get next to that fire i feel i, well, I shouldn't get next to that fire cuz it might burn me or right or i shouldn't i shouldn't be hanging with these people or these, some uh, some emotions are good to help us protect us but you, when you're governed by your emotions or you're mastered by your emotions then people call you just crazy right and we're not going to we don't want to be that person we need to be sober sober minded not distracted with being, you know, spiritually drunk or, or spiritually high or emo- emotionally a basket case, we're not to be that person. The, the next verse says, "As obedient children, do not be uh, conform to the passions of your formal ignorance." You know, I think th- that verse is kind of interesting because obedient children is kind of like an oxymoron. Those of you who are staying home with your children, you know what I'm talking about. They're like obedient children, we're not just called to be children of God. We're called to be obedient children of God. We're not just to be just uh, a child. I, I want, I, I, uh, I don't want my children just to be my children. My, I give them my name, but I want them to be obedient. And that's a very difficult thing for some people. I was on in a, in a, in a ranch one time, and, and this guy says uh, to his dog, Stay. And the dog stayed, Right, got in the back of the truck and stayed. And my wife and I, Deb and I, toured this ranch. And when we came back, the dog was sitting there. I go, that's an amazing. Man, your dog listens. And the, the cowboy said, I don't have tolerance for a disobedient dog. And I thought, well, wow, that goes for anything. Who wants to be around a disobedient, bratty person, right, someone that doesn't want to listen to anyone? Who wants to hang out? Who wants to go to dinner with families that have kids crying and jumping and throwing food at each other? And no, no, no one wants to go out to dinner with you guys if your children are acting that way. And that's what happens with us when we're disobedient to God. He says we shouldn't be disobedient to God. We should be obedient children, not just a child, not just children of God, but obedient children to God. Jeremiah seventeen nine says, "It's a powerful passage. It scares the crud out of me. The heart is deceitful above all things. It's sick. It's sick. The heart is sick. Your soul is sick, and and and, and who can understand it? Think think about it. Think about it. I mean, we we have this 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 uh, this uh, brokenness inside of us, and." And, and, and it's easy for us to go back in that direction. So don't, don't be, don't, let's not go back to where we came from. Remember what Paul says in Romans 12 too, He says, don't be uh, conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what, what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. How I many of you want to walk in the will of God? You want to know the will of God. You want to understand what the will of God is for you. You want to live according to God's will. You want to be directed and, 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 and led by him. You don't want to make bad business choices or, or marry the wrong person. No, we want to be in God's perfect will. How, how does that happen? Well, it happens by, being, by not being conformed to this world. It, it, it happens by wanting and choosing to be obedient to God's word. It, it happens by uh, being in the right relationship with God and saying, "God, I want to be not only your child, but I want to be called an obedient child." Back to back to uh, First One Peter chapter one. It says, verse fifteen. It says, "But as 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 uh, he who called you to, as, as he who called you is holy, you also be holy." In all your conduct, so here's a, here's the thing. You know, we're in, in a COVID nineteen pandemic thing, and I'm supposed to uh, encourage you. Well, I'm encouraging you this way by telling you that God is calling us to be holy. And you know, I'm, I I hate the, the uh, legalism and 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 the way that I used to be, even even 15 years ago, legalistic and that is wrong, and that is wrong, and you can't do this, and you can't do this. I was so legalistic, thinking that that legalism brought me to holiness, and it didn't. It just, it just it caused me to hide inner hurts and sin in my life. But this year, is Peter's telling us, hey man, God who's holy wants you to be holy. It's not some killjoy. He's not wanting to rob us from fun. He wants to give us real joy. And that real joy it comes with holiness. Whether he he, goes, he who called you is holy, you also be holy in your conduct. Verse 16 says, it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. So Peter's P- Peter's just basically uh, quoting Leviticus 15 and, and, and Leviticus 19. But, but check this out. It's easy to talk about how God loves us cares about us and wants to be your father you know i was listening to i was telling eric i was telling eric uh, one of the pastors here at the church i was telling him we heard, i heard a song on uh about uh on the radio about how jesus loves us and wants to dance with us and and he wants to take us out on the dance floor and dance with us and and i was like man what are they talking about is, is it like jesus a backstreet boy or like I mean, is Jesus going to be my boyfriend now? I just thought it was a weird, a weird song. I thought, man, you know, I don't know. I don't know what song it is, but it just sounded weird to me. Jesus is a holy God, calling us also to be holy. And, you know, the Father, he loves us. He really does love us. The famous passage is, for God so loved the world, he really does love us. He really does love us. He, he sent his son he really sent his son to die for us. Why? He's motivated by love. But just the, way, just the way your good father loves you, your good father will also discipline you and say, no, 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 don't go over there. Don't do that. We have a pool in the backyard, uh, one of those above ground, uh, you know, kind of ghetto pools. And uh, they put it together. And it's, it's awesome having uh, kids that have jobs because they paid for it. And um, so we're there. We've set it up, and and, and they climb up on the treehouse and they jump from the treehouse into the pool. And they were saying, "No, don't do that! Don't do that! Because it's dangerous." And you know, and I, I was like, well, "Right?" They everyone looked at me, and I was like, well, I, "I guess, no." And I was like, I was kind of thinking about doing it too. I I don't. I'm not. But. The father brings discipline. Verse seventeen it says, "And if you call him call him as father who judges impartially, he's, he's, he's fair according to each according to his each each one's deeds. Conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile. So in reality, we're all in exile if you call yourself a Christian." We live on this planet for a short time, and then we 're going to go the with, be with god and while we 're here, we were here, it says uh, uh, that we're going to be judged by our actions by the, our Father in heaven, so conduct yourself correctly, knowing the, that you were a ransom from the fruit of ways of it you inherited from your forefathers that 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 depravity that that wicked soul that that, that, that we talked about in Jeremiah, that there we're 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 ransomed from that, and you know the idea of a the the idea of a ransom is 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 when you go to a a slave market and purchase a slave, you get this slave and then you say okay here here are your papers go you're free. And what has happened to us is that Jesus comes and he sets us free from being a slave to, our, to sin, sl- a slave to our habits, a slave to all these things that we have. And he rescued us. And that's what that is. He goes, knowing that the, he ransomed us from the feudal from the ways we inherited from our forefathers. Check this out this passage is crazy. And 1 Corinthians 5, 9 through 10. So whether we are at home or away, we should make it our aim to please him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. We must all appear before God one day so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. We're going to stand before God, all of us. I am. I am, and we're going to have to stand before God and tell, and He's going to show us what we've done that was good and what we've done that was bad. Let's read verse eighteen again. Knowing that you were ransomed from the old ways, your feudal ways, inherited from your forefathers. And we got to remember that we were ransomed for for not just by accident, but by, for purpose that we were set free, not, not so that we could uh, just be free and go on with our merry, merry way. No, no, we were set free so that we can continue uh, spreading the good news of Jesus so that other people could also be ransomed. Because you know why? A life without God is empty. It's, it's completely empty. So so Peter goes on, he's speaking to his Jewish audience, and he's saying, verse nineteen, it says, "But with the precious blood of Christ, that that like that of the lamb without blemish or spot." He goes, "But with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a, a lamb without blemish or spot, he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but he was made manifest in the last times." In the last times, for the for the sake of you, see this wasn't some some last minute idea. You know, have you ever been in a situation where it is not working out, so you're going to go to you go to plan B. Mm-hmm. Plan B, and then you got to go to plan C because plan B didn't work, and plan C, and then you're like, oh man, this is you know. This was not plan C, ladies and gentlemen. God sending his son to this planet wasn't plan B. Oh, it didn't work. The law didn't work. You know, no, it wasn't. Abraham, Abraham took his son Isaac, to a mountain and he was willing to sacrifice his son, but God provided a sacrifice. Moses was was, was leading his people out of Egypt. And he, and he sprinkled, and he, they got a lamb, they, 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 they killed the lamb, they got the blood of the lamb, they, they sprinkled it on the doorpost, they put it on the doorpost, and the angel of death came, and when they saw that, that blood of the lamb, that angel, that angel, the death angel, passed over their homes. Later in the temple, there was a morning sacrifice and a, an a evening sacrifice where they would would sacrifice a lamb for the forgiveness of sins. So this is not, there was a plan throughout the Bible where, hey, I'm going to show you what what a sacrifice is. And when John the Baptist saw Jesus, he says, whoa, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the earth. There he is. This is not a plan B. From the very beginning, God had a plan. The plan was to send Jesus. The plan was to send Jesus because we all need someone. We all need someone to rescue us. We all need someone to rescue us. Me and you, we need someone to rescue us. Verse 21 of 1 Peter says, For though though him and, and believers in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. So he says, man, we're believers, and since we're believers, uh, we got to recognize that God God raised His Son Jesus from the grave, and that we have to, and our, we are our our souls are purified by the obedience to to the, what, the truth of God's word. And then it says, "Love, love, love your brothers." Well, what, what What do you mean, love? Well, one Corinthians thirteen it says, "Love is patient." Are you patient? And kind? Are, are you kind? Are, 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 are you kind to people? Love doesn't uh, envy. I I envy sometimes. I get mad at at or boast. Do you boast? Are you show? Are you a show off? Are you flashy? Love isn't arrogant or or rude. You know what? We you know what the word rude means in this passage. It means uh, rude it means you have no morals. Does't mean like, oh, you're so rude. <laughs> you're rude. You're so rude. No, it's like you lack morals, dude. Uh. Yeah. You lack morals. It doesn't, it, 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 love doesn't insist on his own way. When I read that today, I felt like, wow, man, I'm kind of a control freak sometimes. I like, the, I like things done my way. It's not very loving. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice with wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. I remember one time I was watching a high school football game, and uh, the second-string quarterback had to go in. I, I don't know why, injury, or I don't know what it was, but the second-string quarterback went in. The second-string quarterback didn't look like a, like a, like he should, he should, it looked like he should have been a lineman, if you know what I mean. A little chubby. And he was in there, and he did good, gr- he did really good and the team won and at the last minute there was a last minute you know it was it went down to the very last minute and 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 the team won his team won he led the second-string quarterback led his team to victory and when I, and the when the clock ended the, the all the team jumped and it was screaming and running around and jumping up and down and i was looking at the bench they all jumped, except for the first-string quarterback. Raise your hand if you're guilty of that. Yeah, we've all been there, man. Shoot, dang it. We've all been there. There's a young kid, high school kid. He's immature. But how about the, the 20 year old, the, the 20 year Christian person? Or the person who's been in, in, in Christianity for 30 years because you're 30 and you started when you were a teenager in the youth group at 15 and, and now you're, you're 15 years in and 20 years, you're 35, you're 20 years in and, and you're, you're, in, you're in this and, and, and you still act that way. You're still opposite of this. You rejoice with when people do wrongdoing. That's <laughs> it, not rejoicing. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. That's what Peter's telling us. He goes, man, when you see your brother, love them, love them, love them strong, love them well. Don't be rude. Have some Morals. If you're a Christian today, if you're a Christian and you're sitting there in your living room and you don't love your brother, maybe you need to rethink calling yourself a Christian. That was harsh. That was harsh. But maybe you should. Verse 23 says, You have been born again, not of perishable seed, but imperishable the living and abiding Word of God For all 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 flesh is like grass and the glory like the flowers of the grass flowers of, of grass. Grass withers and the flower fails. Life is too short, ladies and gentlemen. It's here one day and gone the next. It is way too short to be wasting it on, things that we shouldn't be wasting it on. So let's invite God into our lives today. Let's invite Him into our lives today. Let's say to Him, God, I want you into my, I want to invite you into my life, not on my Sunday life, but my everyday life. Not not my, my 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock life, but my 3 o'clock morning life. My, my everyday life the teenage boy that's sitting there thinking that you got it all together, I man, you do not have it all together. If we don't have Jesus. Every day, every day, every moment of your life, you invite Jesus in, and that is what God is calling us to do right here. He is saying, man, you could you could know Him and 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 just blow it because you're not chosen. To walk in holiness. You've not chosen to grow in your relationship with Him. Well, let's invite God into our everyday life. Not just our Sunday life, but our every, every, everyday life. Let's invite Him to be a part of our everyday life. Not just, not just the, the 9 to 5, but all day long, all night long. The 3 o'clock in the morning life. Yes. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who, where, where you've been. But what does matter is where you're going to go. And if you're going to invite him into your life, that's what matters. I'm not going to discourage you. I want to encourage you. COVID-19 is just, a, just a, a thing that we're going through in the big picture of your life. But are you inviting God into your life? Are you inviting him to be the Lord of your life? Are you inviting him to, 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 be, uh, to help you be the holy person that God wants you to be? Are you going to uh, preach the gospel? Are you going to just be that, that flower that blooms and dies? Insignificant? Tr- listen to this. If I would show every single one of you your great-great-grandfather, and I would tell, uh, hold up a picture, and if we had the technology that when you looked at the screen, it would be your great-grandfather, you would probably not recognize who he is. And your great great grandchildren might not recognize who you are either. But so what? If we leave them, leave them the heritage of a man or a woman of God. Yeah, our children can get rebellious. Yeah, they get a little rude and a little disrespectful and whatever. But man, we're gonna lay the foundation. So that we can keep going, that our children and our children's children will love the Lord. So, if you're there today and you're wondering, man, I'm a Christian and um, and I'm not living right. We're right there, man. No, No disrespect. I've been there. I've been. I've been there. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not judging you. I'm encouraging you. Repent. And if you've never given your life to Jesus, right there where you're at, tell him, man, I'm 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 unhappy or I'm whatever, man. Just tell him out loud. Just say it to them. Then go to our website or or click uh, you know uh, online there and 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 just say, hey, man, I made a decision for Jesus. If you need someone to talk to, you, if you need someone to pray with you. We will be more than happy to pray with you and talk with you. We'll f- we'll figure all that out. You know why? Because this, this is not just a game. It's not something we do. It's not my job, man. It's not just a job that I do. Yeah, I get a, a salary, yeah, right? It's more than that. That's what we all do. We all go around and we tell people about Jesus. You know why? Because there's eternity waiting for us. So we get if we could just kind of summarize this this, this book or this chapter it, it would be be on the alert be ready in your whole spiritual mental life right don't take it easy don't 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 slide into a uh, into a, uh, one of those zones where I'm just chilling I'm chillaxing. no don't be there don't get distracted don't be texting and driving no 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 be sober-minded, be on the alert, be ready. You know why? We will all be judged for our actions and all of us. It's beautiful to have a relationship with Jesus. it is it is. It is beautiful to have a relationship with Jesus. But man, I don't want to be... Man, I'm going older. I want to grow and wisdom, and knowledge. I, I can't just be satisfied with what I got. I'm so far away from what, where God wants me to be. I need to catch up. and I, wanna join, I want you to join me in this journey of catching up. Don't, don't waste your time right now doing COVID. Don't waste your time. It's ending. And pretty soon they're going to say you can go back to the way it was. It may not ever go back to the normal. The new normal is whatever. Let's not waste our time. Let's not waste our life. So Father, in the name of Jesus, blessings. Blessings over our congregation. Blessing for those who are listening. I pray in the name of Jesus, for those of you who are away from God, that you would make a decision right there where you're at to say yes to him. And for those of you who have made a decision to say yes to Jesus, I want you to, to just really look inward and ask him, am I where I need to be? where I need to be. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God's blessings.
1: Amen. Thank you, Pastor Mundy, for that powerful message this morning. We know that many of you were touched by the word of God today. And if you decided to give your life to Jesus for the very first time, we want to be sure to connect with you. So if you haven't already, click the link in the chat or head over to centralpeople.com slash connect and fill out the form. We will love to connect with you and celebrate the most important decision of your life. And don't forget to join a life group and stay connected in this time of isolation. Just tap on the link in the chat or go to centralpeople.com slash groups to find a life group. Also, episode 5 of Central Kids at Home is available now. So be sure to check that out at centralpeople.com kids. What an awesome Sunday. We're so excited for what God is doing at Centro and can't wait to see everyone in person soon. In the meantime, have a great week and we'll see you next week.